the Lady T Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Tamika, bringing you stories of triumph and inspiration. Today's guest is a council member of the city of Philadelphia. Please welcome Catherine Gilmore Richardson. Hi, ma'am. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing very good. Thank you very much. And thank you for coming on the show today. It's my pleasure. It's really my pleasure to be here and thank you for this platform and the opportunity and just for all that you do to share dialogue and communication throughout communities. Thank you. I'm doing this election special. I'm so honored that you chose to do this because I, I really like to get your individual perspective about, you know, some of the things that's going on. You know, the Black Lives Matter movement is an ongoing thing with police continuing to be in a negative light in the country now. Protesters are being killed. Black men are still being killed. The current political climate of the country is really depressing. So I just like to know, you know, what's your overall take opinion of the whole situation? So first, I think it's really important for context to notate where we are. We are in the middle of a pandemic, COVID-19, but also we're now faced with some significant economic challenges. I know particularly here in Philadelphia, we're also facing a gun violence crisis and also looking ahead to a climate change crisis. So four different crises that we are dealing with really at once. And after the onset of COVID, once, you know, I think everyone who had to shelter in place because of the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, once we all saw the murder of George George Floyd live on social media and played out across uh, multiple media platforms, you know, you had no choice but to see it, right? You could not avoid it. Everyone was home. Everyone saw it. And everyone really noticed uh, the significant challenges around that we continue to face in the African-American community around police brutality against uh, people in the African-American community. And I think just being in this moment, everyone realized that we have so much more work to do around this issue and that we're not going to wait anymore. This is not something that we're going to continue to look at these videos and say, oh, that's a shame. I think people finally demonstrated that they are fed up with dealing with uh, systematic inequalities and uh, racial oppression and that we are not going to take this anymore. And I think that's what we are seeing. And if you really think about you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and and everything that the founders of Black Lives Matter uh, have been working towards uh, since 2013, uh, you will recognize that they are really, um, and they've started a political and social movement uh, that uh, continues to advocate for nonviolent civil disobedience in protest against incidents that involve either police brutality, uh, incidents like what happened to George Floyd, where he was murdered, um, and any and all other racially motivated violence against Black people. So really that movement, you know, has started uh, seven years ago. And I think it's just been significantly amplified as a result of what we all saw play out while we were home sheltering in place. And I think people are now demanding accountability. They are demanding change and they are demanding that their elected public servants listen to them 
to change some of these systems that have been in place and and, um, have been founded really without Black people in mind. I think that's what we're seeing right now as it relates to the Black Lives Matter movement. And I am uh, grateful for their advocacy to ensure that we are all being thoughtful about the policy changes in order to make this process better for the people that we serve. Absolutely well stated. How things could be made better for us is definitely encouraging people to vote. Vote right now, you know, people are so disenchanted with voting, the process. They don't like the candidates. They feel my voice doesn't matter, so why should I vote? So what would you say to people who have that mentality or those ideas in their mind about voting? Related to people and their mentality about voting, what I try to stress to everybody I talk to, and I mean that's everywhere I go, every store I go to, uh, every store that I patronize, everything that I have ever done, I stress to individuals that all politics at the end of the day are local. Okay, and that you will have to deal with politics and or a governmental agency from the time you are born, when you need a birth certificate to when you die, when you'll need a death certificate and everything in between. So I think it's important that we recognize um, how crucial voting is and that truly every vote does count. I won the election for city council at large where the top five candidates are chosen by uh, less than 3,000 votes. So you're talking about a city of 1.6 million people uh, to win a seat uh, on city council by less than 3,000 votes is significant. And I think we have to really understand that every vote truly does count and it does matter. And if you think about even in our local communities, if you think about a stop sign, if you think about sanitation collection, if you think about public safety, if you think about, you know, the city's response to COVID-19, if you think about our parks and recreation system, everything is city related and your elected public servants are there to legislate and appropriate and, and administer the tenets of the work that we do. So being involved and making your voice heard and ensuring that your vote count accounts is vitally important. But on top of that, I think people need to understand that this election, more than any in our lifetime, is the most consequential election ever in our lifetime. And I will tell you why. This election is not about Donald Trump and Joe Biden. This election will determine the future of our judicial system, both at the Supreme Court level and also all the courts, the circuit courts in between. You know, we have to understand that uh, this election is about the future of our country and the direction that our country will take. And it will be important that we all make our voice heard in this process. You know, I think people are, you know, stuck trying to make people perfect, but in this moment, we have to think about who is the best person to represent us, who is the best person to put a team around them to really effectuate change in our communities. And that's what we need to think about. Who is the best person to recommend uh, judges for our judicial system at the federal level and on down through the circuit courts and, and at the state level? Who is the best individual for that? So I think we have to think about that as we move forward and recognize that this is the most consequential election of our lifetime for those reasons and more. Thank you for pointing that out because I think that is the very thing that people lose perspective of. You know, they think 
that it's only about the one president, Democrat versus Republican, but it's so much more. And thank you for clarifying that for us. So turning the tide a little bit, I want you to tell us who you are, all the wonderful things you've done. I just want to give you a shout out for a couple of things that I'm aware of. Your advocacy, of course, even prior to your office that you hold at the t- at right now, you had some experience working with Blonnell Reynolds. And definitely, I want you to explain some wonderful experiences that you had. I want to say you also participated in passing a bill to improve the quality of life for senior citizens, families, and children. And you also served as the vice president of Philadelphia Young Democrats. So with all that, in addition to, you know, your rise to city council, please tell us, how was it? Sure. So I think it's important to note, particularly for the young people who are listening, the ones who think their vote doesn't matter and that their voice doesn't count, that I uh, started out in this process not knowing anything at all about politics. My family was not political. My family was actually very, very religious. Um, We were the type of family that went to church every single day of the week, and it was always something different going on. Uh, So my parents were never really involved with the political system or very involved in our local community, but they were always involved in the work of our church down in North Philly. When I was in high school, I was 15 years old. I was a junior at Philadelphia High School for Girls. And Councilmember Blondell Reynolds-Brown talked to us because she also graduated from Girls High. And she was telling us how she had just been elected to council and not yet sworn in. And she talked about her family life and her siblings and being the oldest of seven and having gumption and working hard. And I was looking forward to serving as a member of city council. Now, this is back in 1999. After that assembly, I went home on my typewriter and I wrote her a letter and I took it to her house because I knew where she lived because she lived in my community. And uh, that day she happened to be outside gardening. She kept up with me when I graduated high school and started college. Uh, When I was in grad school, I uh, interned in her office and was her graduate fellow. And after uh, working as a teacher, I started in her office uh, as a constituent service person, just helping people across the city with their everyday quality of life issues. So anything you can think of, my trash wasn't picked up, the stop sign is not working, the park needs to be cleaned, uh, is a raccoon, uh, you know, on the loose, anything that you can think of or some of the issues that um, we dealt with, issues around uh, helping constituents get on payment plans for utility bills and for property assessments, helping businesses navigate uh, city government, uh, helping seniors uh, with their uh, all of their uh, rent and property uh, rebate information and long-time owner-occupant programs. So just really helping people with any and everything that comes up in their daily life. And after that, I served as her legislative aide for five years, working on legislation, including bills around the environment and uh, establishing a permanent commission for women in the city of Philadelphia, establishing a permanent office of sustainability, giving $30 million in additional funding to the school district when they were cash strapped one year and a host of other things. So those are some of the type of bills and 
pieces of legislation that I was able to work on as her legislative aide. And then I became her staff director for a year and then chief of staff for four years. So I had the opportunity to really serve in every position that you can serve in in a council office except communications. So to be able to have that experience and when the councilwoman decided uh, not to seek re-election, I decided to resign from city council as a staffer and run for office. And like I said previously, I only won by less than 3,000 votes. So I am a true testament that every vote matters. I'm the youngest Black woman ever elected to city council. I'm the youngest woman ever elected citywide to city council and one of the first millennials on city council, my colleague Isaiah Thomas and I were the first two millennials to ever serve in Philadelphia city council. So you can't tell me that every vote does not matter and does not count because I know it. I've lived it. It was a tough journey. It was not easy, but I know that every single vote matters and every single vote counts. Absolutely. And thank you for being an example to other young people to say that, hey, you can do this too. And no, you don't have to have a lineage of people who were in politics or law to take a stand in politics. So I appreciate that. Now that we know a glimpse about who you are, your background, can you tell us where can people find information about you? How can people support you? Sure. We try to be very open, uh, transparent, and accessible at all times. We are on all the social media platforms. So I can be found on Facebook at Councilmember KGR, on Instagram at Councilmember KGR, on Twitter at Councilwoman KGR, because all the characters wouldn't fit. <laughs> and um, I recently joined Snapchat and uh, TikTok, and that's also Councilmember KGR, but my kids are going to have to teach me a little more about that. I have three little people and they'll have to teach me more because I only did one TikTok post on my own, but I want to get more into TikTok and uh, Snapchat as well, because I know that's a platform where we can reach a lot of young people. And that's really what I want to do is make sure they're involved and engaged in the process. Uh, via email, uh, Catherine with a K, Catherine.Gilmore.Richardson at Phila.gov. And our office telephone number is 215-686-0454. And all of Catherine's uh, information will be included on the description of the website of this episode at www.ladytspeaks.com. Once again, I want to say thank you so much, Catherine, for coming on to the show, or pardon me, Council Member Catherine Gilmore Richardson for coming on to the show. I really appreciate you giving us a lot of information, and hopefully that will translate into people to coming out and vote. That is so important. So once again, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yes. And Tamika, I just want to say that it's important that we all get out the vote. This election will be closed. Pennsylvania will be crucial. Everybody needs to go to votespa.com. You can register to vote at votespa.com, V-O-T-E-S-P-A.com. You can also check your registration status there. You can apply for a mail-in ballot application at votespa.com. And as soon as you receive that ballot in the mail, return it right away return it right away. If you choose to vote in person, know where your polling place is located. But please, 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 every vote will matter this election. It goes without saying that 
Hillary lost Pennsylvania by 44,000 votes. We have 44,000 more people to come out in Philadelphia. We would have, you know, swung the state on her behalf and maybe the results would have been different, but we don't want to have any regrets. Everyone needs to go to votespa.com to ensure they are registered to vote, that they can apply for a vote by mail application and vote safely from home, but also check your status. And, And lastly, and more importantly, On September 30th is the deadline for our census in the city of Philadelphia and across this country. And for every person who does not complete uh, their census, we lose $21,000 in federal funding over the next 10 years for each person who does not complete their census form. So please complete your census form at 2020census.gov. We need everybody to complete their census form at 2020census.gov. Absolutely. And that information will be on the website as well. Once again, you are listening to Lady T Speaks.